Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and this is my blog where I highlight my journey and kind of extract the various lessons that I learned along the way, as well as highlight the lessons and tactics that I that I use to apply to various challenges. So I, you know, almost kind of an unnecessary thing to say, but we're in this global pandemic, so that's kind of primarily what we're all dealing with for the first time in history, um, in my history, certainly, uh, I can sort of recall like everyone's going through the same thing and, you know, we're reacting to it in different ways. But, um, but nonetheless, in our collective consciousness, this, this global pandemic exists. And I did a video yesterday. Uh, you can check it out. Um, I'll link to it. But it's basically about the idea of fair and unfair and I won't give the whole lesson right here, right now, but summarized, basically, if you try to think in terms of fair and unfair, especially right now, it'll be very debilitating um, because it puts you in the passenger seat of life when, in fact, you have more control than you think. So, again, this is something that I go in depth upon, and I also extract the various things that I was sort of dealing with, um, so I would encourage you to check that out. But I won't get into it uh, right now because, obviously, I've already talked about it. Instead, what I want to talk about is this notion that when I began the year, everyone always kind of picks New Year's resolutions or they pick a a word to embody what they want the year to look like. And mine was a word, but it was kind of a cheat because it was hyphenated. It was eating shit, meaning I wanted to just kind of get down to the nitty gritty and, um, and essentially be able to thrive no matter what, like get to a place where... Um, you know, I wasn't spending my money aimlessly. I was spending it on stuff that was actually important and essential. Um, I wasn't wasting time on stupid things and stupid things as defined by me, not by anyone else and whatever else, right? Um, just just I, uh, not going out to restaurants and, and just eating out all the time, like all, all these types of things, right? Living not a lavish lifestyle, but certainly um, sort of the Instagram culture of life. And so, you know, that, that was sort of my word. And, and it's kind of ironic now, or maybe ironic is not the right word, but it essentially that, that whole mental shift, that notion really prepared me for now. You know, I, I remember when I began the year, I really said, like, I won't go grocery shopping until I've eaten everything in my fridge. So many people complain, like, there's never anything in the fridge that I noticed. And so I... And in fact, they do have stuff in the fridge. So I was like, okay, well, let me just put that theory to test. When I get to a point of like, well, there's nothing in my fridge, I'll just keep going until there's literally nothing in my fridge. And I was able to just do grocery shopping at the beginning of the year and essentially survive for seven weeks without having to go grocery shopping. Now you start eating like sardines and canned soup by the end, but you can survive. And uh, that, that was kind of a way of testing myself. You know, the Stoics have this idea that you should uh, at least take one week out of the year to live uh, very humbly. And certainly that experiment put me in that state of mind. And, you know, now during this pandemic, it's, uh, it's really helpful to know, you know, I, I went for four weeks without having to grocery shop um, and whatever else. So, you know, the, I, and I understand like it's tough if like you haven't been doing that uh, and now you're sort of backtracking but nonetheless, know that you do actually have options and, and there is a way out of this. And 
you know, rather than look at it as a challenge, look at it as a, as a puzzle. Um, you know, there's there's always more options. It's just how willing are we to to accept the options that we do have? Because some of us, again, we're, we're used to X, Y, and Z, and it's like, well, that's that's no longer possible right now, for the time being, at least. So you you have to readjust, and you know, you have to humble yourself in this time. You know, I was, I actually. Uh, was sort of criticized in my circle of friends for the various things that I'm doing in terms of like, you know, I'm, I, I, I always try to look for the hopeful message in, in everything that I do. And it's not always easy, trust me, but, but nonetheless, I always try to look to the positive because that's what gets me through it. You know, um, happiness is a choice I've come to realize, but I did, I got criticized, uh, because I was trying to help my various friends and the criticism essentially was, um, you know, it it, it 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 was very petty. Ultimately, like I said, like you know, hey, if you do have investments, you know, I'm certainly not, by no means like an investor. But I said, you know, um, here here's my thoughts of what I'm doing to sort of rebalance my portfolio and, and take a less hit and so forth. And in fact, you know, try to not time the market because I don't believe in timing the market, but you know, to a degree, like come out, you know, use this to my advantage, kind of like the Warren Buffett style. When when people panic, um, there's opportunity, um, and that doesn't come from a place of greed, but it's like you know, um, it just comes from a place. Uh, you know, I'm certainly not a multimillionaire making like huge investments and profiting off people, but nonetheless, um, you know, I, I like why I know you know one of the ways people can get ahead is through investments. So why not use this to my advantage if I can? And so I put that out and to my friends, and I, the response I got: great, I got five bucks. Now what do I do? And you know I, I understand not everyone's in a place to be able to do a lot of things that certainly I'm talking about, and I get that when people are struggling for how to make rent and, and food and so forth that. You know, like the 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 idea of leisure time and just being bored would be such a huge luxury. So I understand that, but at the same time, I think we also have to be willing to accept what actual realities. You know, um, so in that case, like it's one of those things. Like, okay, I I understand that we're in two different situations, and yet you're someone who's out like buying alcohol and kind of useless things. Uh, right now that that are not fully essential. So if you actually cut down on just like drinking and buying like bottles of wine, you would have a lot more money, right? But people aren't always willing to be honest with them. So there's always things in your life that you can actually cut out. It's just how willing are you to actually do that and be honest with yourself. Um, that's what this all comes down to. So, you know, it, it's obviously in my case, a lot easier if you've already practiced those notions instead of having these things thrust upon you by force. But nonetheless, you you have a decision and a choice to make about how you react to this, and uh, and you can react in a better way. Um, as far as like kind of the more um, just day to day life stuff, um, you know, it's interesting. So this past weekend, we were supposed to have an Emerson College soccer alumni get together. And obviously that didn't happen. And, you know, as I kind of, as it got towards the end of the week, I just had a, you know, it was partly the weather in LA, it was raining and it was 
crappy and things like that. Like it was just a lot of factors all at once of like, you know, like I just kind of feel shitty. Right. And part of it was just, you know, sensing other people's anxiety around me. But also I kind of looked at it of like, I don't know, you just inherently unconsciously know of like, oh, I was supposed to be doing something fun this weekend and that's no longer there. So you kind of feel shitty about it. And, um, you know, once you realize it's not like the pain necessarily goes away, but at least you're aware of it. And so, you know, one of the things that I tried to do is once I was aware of it, tried to create a solution. And, you know, it was such a simple thing. I was like, well, (laughs) we're supposed to get together. We can't. Um, Everyone's doing Zoom meetings. So why don't we try to do a a Zoom meeting? Now, unfortunately, it was kind of like two last minute. So we we didn't get all the people that we wanted to, but it was still a fun time. We did it um, on Saturday, this past Saturday. And, you know, all the sort of... uh, past coaches and present coaches that you know I've certainly known they were there and a a bunch of uh, players um, you know from my generation the generation beyond me meaning the the ones that are like you know in the uh, 2010s and certainly past generations from like the 80s and the 90s they were there and it was just fun to kind of catch up we told stories and you know the stories had to be like PG just because you know people were taking care of their kids and so forth but um, nonetheless, it was still a fun time, you know, certainly not as fun as it would have been to like actually get together and have a whole weekend. And especially, you know, since a lot of people were missing there, but, but nonetheless, you know, it, it's just something. And so you, um, these are kind of ways that, you know, I think we all can kind of look, continue to look forward to and just, just do, you know. Um, but there is that, there's a notion that I actually read about how, some of these Zoom calls are actually tricking us because we, we feel like like we're tricking our brains to see that we're we're with a certain person, but um, our bodies don't feel that actual human connection, and so it kind of creates a distance. So if for some reason, you know, you're, you're feeling down even though you're doing a lot of Zoom calls, that's normal, and maybe, you know, instead, like, talk with people on the phone because it might be working against you in some way. I don't know. Um, it's just something that I read, and... Um, it's interesting to think about from that perspective. Um, as far as like creative stuff that I'm doing, uh, you know, so I've, we, we actually finished the poster for my feature film idol. I put that up on Instagram and it's also on IMDB. So that's very, very exciting. And yeah, it's, it's, it's great to have that out there. I think the poster came out really, really well, um, you know, uh, one of the downsides is, you know, in an ideal scenario, we would have gotten, um, at least individually, we would have done photo shoots with all the main actors. There's six of them and, and we could have done poses that, you know, just, just because of everything that wasn't going to happen. And I didn't want to wait, um, you know, cause who, the, who knows when this is ultimately going to be lifted. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I just wanted to kind of continue momentum in that way. And so I grabbed screenshots from the movie, which, um, that was quite interesting because obviously like when something works for the movie, that's great, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a great picture, you know, like a one, a still frame from, from an entire movie. Um, but we found, I don't want to use the word usable, (laughs) um, because it makes it sound really, really shitty, but, um, you know, we found, uh, my, my Ian Kaiser, my producer and Courtney Stewart, we like painstakingly went through these and made sure that, um, that we liked the ones and also Khalil, um, he helped as well. 
So yeah, you know, we, we picked out the ones that we thought worked well, uh, and you know, we put them on the poster, and and I think for all all intents and purposes, it came out really good. I'm I'm very proud of it, and it just feels great to have something completed like that, and 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 you know, I know that it wasn't, but now it's really starting to feel like oh, this is a real movie. <laughs> So it's kind of cool. Now the next kind of phase of it is doing the trailer. And I kind of put together a very rough version. Um, overall, there's a lot more talking um, than than is necessary. You know, sometimes like with a trailer, you want to leave a lot of uh, intrigue. Um, but I went, you know, I mean, you know, you're just making a rough draft and kind of, you know, uh, it's a lot easier to revise when there's something there to revise versus nothing. So I just kind of made something from start to finish that I thought fl- flowed at the time, and it does. But uh, but just too much dialogue, and now I got to go back and do a second pass of like adding more visuals and changing up uh, the music cues and kind of adding a little bit more energy towards the end and kind of really ramp it up. So so I'm excited to to do that. Um, you know, I I could have done it over the weekend and things like that, but actually uh, the thing that uh, not slowed me down but um i i love final fantasy the the video game series i haven't played all of them but certainly like seven seven through ten um were just like staples of my childhood and uh, for those unaware like uh square enix decided to remake final fantasy 7 which is quite considered like one of the best video games ever that actually finally dropped after um, you know, essentially five years because they made an announcement that they were redoing this in 2015. It finally dropped this weekend, and so I allowed myself the time to just play that. I haven't beaten it by any means, but um, but it's a very fun video game, and I was like, you know, this is this is something that I enjoy and and want to enjoy, and so you know, why work for the sake of just working? Um, you know, instead I allowed myself to just, just have a fun weekend and play, play the video game. I mean, it wasn't the only thing that I did, but, um, but certainly didn't, um, you know, do the trailer and things like that. Um, the other aspect that I did last week that I started was, um, I've always had the notion that I wanted to write a how-to book about my making of my feature film in the vein of Rob Rodriguez, his book, Rebel Without a Crew, about his making of El Mariachi. And, you know, uh, having written now two books, it's uh, it's quite a process. So I wanted to kind of do it a little bit differently. Um, what I'm going for is I've decided, you know, let me have my friend Daryl Kristen interview me essentially um, on the entire process. And we'll, we'll transcribe that. And that'll serve as like 70% of the book. So we did like a two hour session. Um, it's not complete. You know, I, it's probably going to be like a total of eight to 10 hours because, you know, you certainly look in an audio book. Most audio books end up being about eight hours. And so, you know, that I figure like, let's do about an eight hour interview and not, it's not just like, let's just do eight hours for the sake of eight hours. You know, um, we'll do it in chunks. And I'll kind of assess, okay, what are missing spots that we have yet to talk about? What do we need to fill in more? Blah, blah, blah. So it gives us a chance to readjust. And, you know, certainly it would not be conducive to conduct an eight-hour interview. We would both be tired and so forth. Um, So this is my process. And, you know, once I have the interviews, I'm going to get them transcribed. And, you know, like I said, that'll serve as ideally 70% of the book, you know. Um, So... 
And that's kind of uh, what I've been doing. Uh, the other aspect I, I saw uh, my friend Alicia Malone post on Twitter that, um, you know, sh- sh- during quarantine, she was excited to look forward to seeing movies from her like unseen list, but she's actually revis- revisiting old ones because it gives her comfort. I think that's cool. I, I Nothing wrong with that. Um, what I commented to her was, you know, I've been doing a mix. So my friends and I, we, we made a list of movies, you know, kind of recommendations to each other. And, you know, um, where what's fun is so I've been I've been uh, Skyping um, with a person. We're kind of trading movies in that way where there's recommendations, uh, you know, that I've made and that that she's made. And, um, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, syncing up sometimes like there's a look up Netflix party. That, that's a way to sync up. Then there's, of course, like the more ghetto way where, you you know, you're both on Skype and you co- go like, all right, three, two, one, go. Um, but the point of all this is that it's fun to, you know, there's movies that I'm introducing and there's movies that I'm being introduced. So, you know, there's a trade-off of both, the, 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 you know, there's a comfort level for me of seeing old stuff that, uh, that I'm familiar with and revisiting. But at the same time, I'm getting a curated version of, of, of movies that, that other people love as well. And so, um. So I think that's cool and, and, and beneficial, and I would kind of recommend to you that way. Um, so um, that's kind of it overall. I, I'm still working on the outline for what I hope to be my second feature. You know, it's, it's, it's a process. It's definitely, you know, just kind of, it's, a, it's an ambitious project, so I'm asking myself various questions. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm not necessarily going full tilt. I'm you know, uh, I, I, I would say I'm like going 70 to 80% overall. And I, th- and I think, you know, in this, in this time of quarantine, I think that's overall. Okay. I think too many people have this notion of productivity and I think, you know, it's not to say like just stop completely, but, but it's also okay to, to take it a little bit easier on yourself and so forth. Um, you know, uh, like a lot of people, a lot of friends that I've talked to that, were used to working from home before this, you know, one of the things I tell them is like, you have to understand people getting into the space of working from home. This is not a normal working from home experience because like some of them have kids and, um, you know, they're not going to school and whatever else. So like, this is not the standard of work from home type of thing. Um, so we got to cut people some slack overall. Um, and I guess the last thing I'll leave you on, um, since I want to always use this as, as, a, as a positive platform. I see too many people kind of use megaphones for, um, for criticism. And instead, what I, I would encourage you to do is, you know, use your social media and whatever else to highlight good things that you see. You know, I think, I think too often we highlight all the negativity in the world and sometimes we need to focus on the positive and there's a lot to focus on in terms of the positive. Um, so yeah, I would encourage you to do that. Um, Anyway, that's it for me this week. If you have any questions or comments, by all means, write them down below or hit me up on social media at PhilSweetTech. Happy to converse with you. Um, Thank you for taking the time to tune in. I hope this is beneficial in some small way for you. And I hope to see you next time.